This is the Public Speaker, quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Imagine this, you're sitting in church one morning, listening to the sermon, and the pastor takes just a brief pause and says, would everyone please take out your smartphones and start texting? You think you may have misunderstood, but you look down the row and everyone seems to be texting and they're doing it openly. So what's going on? But first, I just want to say thank you to our sponsor, lynda.com. You can learn what you want, when you want, with access to over 2,400 high-quality online courses, all for one low monthly price. You can try it free for 10 days by visiting lynda.com forward slash speaker. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash speaker. So it turns out that a couple of times a year, Pastor Alex Kirk, he asks his congregation to text. He uses polling software, a software application called Polls Everywhere, and he encourages churchgoers to help him deliver his message. I called him on the phone because I wanted to know more about how he was using polling in church, and I'll talk about that in just a minute. In the past, I have done episodes on polling, and I've discussed how you can use polling specifically to enhance your presentations. And in that episode, I went over both high and low-tech methods of polling and, of course, what you can gain from gathering information from your audience in real time. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you want to go back and listen to that. I thought the example from the, from the pastor was just amazing. What he told me is that he likes to provide the audience members with clipboards and handouts and pens, and then he asks them to look at a passage that they're studying and make some observations. And then what he told me was he wants the audience to become good observers and interpreters. So about after five minutes of reading, he then has them answer some questions and make some notes. And then while they, the audience, is busy circling, highlighting, and noting, what the pastor does is he puts a question on the big screen directly in front of them. And he likes to use open-ended questions because they foster more thoughtful answers. For example, he might put up, what observations strike you from this passage? Now, traditionally, of course, polling makes use of questions typically with a limited number of responses, usually true and false, multiple choice, or number ratings. The pastor's use of open-ended questions helps get the audience thinking and talking, and in this case, texting. The pastor asks the audience also to text him their answers. So here's, so here's what happens next. This is a direct quote from the pastor. After five minutes is up, I read over the texted-in responses, and then I invite others to offer their observations, too. Then we have a very open and lively discussion with all 150 to 190 people in the room that's driven largely by the observations they made in real time, rather than the preacher guy just telling them what it says from up front. One big reason that Pastor Alex likes to use this polling software, I think, is that it helps people who otherwise might not participate get involved. Many people would not raise their hand especially in a large crowd like that, to answer a question, but they do feel comfortable texting their answer to the pastor. Also, it gives the individuals more ownership over the message. I thought the pastor's use of the software was very, very creative. And of course, polling software is also being used in education, and it's becoming more and more popular with educators. I decided to talk to an assistant professor of human resource management at Rutgers University, I talked with Jessica R. Methot, and I asked Jessica to talk to me about how she's using polling technology in the classroom, since she's been using it now for several years. 
Her main point was that polling can be a very effective way to enhance student engagement, again, similar to the pastor. And one point that she made is that for her, she can find out what the whole entire class thinks about a topic rather than relying on a couple of vocal students. Think about it. When mobile technology, such as cell phones and tablets, first started showing up in the classroom, it wasn't the teachers using them. Students would bring the technology to school, and it really just became a distraction. So at first, some of the schools considered banning technology in the classroom, but Professor Metha described this as an aha moment for her because she thought, well, if you can't beat them, why don't we join them? And so this is the method that they've decided to do. Why don't we encourage the use of technology, have them bring in their their tablets and their cell phones, the mobile technology, and then the professors would join in, which, of course, I think is a great idea. At her university, they researched a lot of different technologies and applications for polling in the classroom, and they ultimately chose a software solution that didn't require expensive hardware and was compatible with most devices and really easy to use. And an additional bonus was that the software that they chose, the poll results could be embedded directly into a PowerPoint presentation. However, no matter what technology solution that your organization chose, maybe it was a hardware solution like iClickers or another software polling solution, it doesn't matter. You can use these tips I'm about to talk about no matter what type of technology you've chosen. And the first use in the classroom, and probably the, the use that most people get started with, is taking attendance. Simply having the students check in so that it would save time for the professors. And in fact, Jessica suggested that that's a good place for most professors to get started. And then once you have some success in that area, then move on to some more educational uses. Of course, you would expect to use the polling software to get responses to questions. For example, the instructor, or in a corporate environment, the facilitator, could read a question and offer responses, options, X, Y, Z, And then once the participants made their choice, the instructor might say, well, X was the correct answer. If you answered X, can you tell us how you came up with that? And the reason why they use this approach is because for some quieter students or less confident students, once they know that the answer is correct, they're much more likely to participate in the discussion. Another great way to use polling software in the classroom specifically is for checking reading assignment or reading comprehension. The instructor can use the polling software to make sure that the class understood the text. By asking certain questions, the teacher then knows which aspects of the material they would need to either recover or cover in more depth. And finally, one last way to use polling is for class participation points. You could ask a series of questions over multiple days, and then students with a certain percentage of correct answers could get participation points that count towards their overall grade. I did want to know if Professor Method had any concerns about using technology like this in the classroom, and she said that her biggest concern was that students might find ways to cheat. Of course, they're going to find ways to cheat no matter what technology they use, but in any case, she still was concerned about that. And she said that the school is constantly looking for more efficient ways of monitoring cheating, but in Professor Method's experience and her opinion, the benefits clearly outweighed the risks. So now it's my turn to take a little poll. So what's the most original example you've seen or heard of polling? You can send your response to at Lisa B. Marshall on Twitter. Also, if you'd like, you can send your responses or type your responses in the comment section on the Quick and Dirty Tips blog. This is Lisa B. Marshall, helping you maximize sales. 
manage perceptions, and enhance leadership through keynotes, workshops, books, and online courses. Passionate about communication, your success is my business. And if you'd like even more success in your life, I invite you to read my latest book, Smart Talk, and listen to my other podcast, Smart Talk, Inspiring Conversations with Exceptional People. Before we wrap up, I'd like to say thank you to our sponsor, lynda.com. Lynda has over 2,400 courses taught by industry experts and more are added every week. One of the things I love about the lynda.com courses is that you can always expect very high quality video and you can always get the right level from beginner to advanced. One of the things that I really appreciate about lynda.com is that it saves me from the scary world of YouTube tutorials. With the holiday season, I wanted to brush up on my photographic skills. Although I have some background and interest in photography, it's been quite some time since I've looked at a course, and it's interesting to see all the new updates, and I particularly liked the course on lynda.com from Joseph Lenashke. He has a course called Photography 101. So if you want to brush up on your photography skills or improve your business skills, keep up with technology, or learn new software applications, I recommend lynda.com. You can get all the courses for one low monthly price of $25. You get unlimited access to the entire lynda.com library. Some of the learning tools include searchable transcripts, playlists, and even certificates of completion, which you can post to your LinkedIn profile. As a longtime sponsor and supporter of the Quick and Dirty Tips Network, as well as the Public Speaker Podcast, lynda.com is offering you access to the entire library free for 10 days. You can visit lynda.com forward slash speaker to start your 10-day free trial. That's lynda.com forward slash speaker. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>